Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hey, It's going great. <laughs> We're saying hey now? <laughs> I am. It's so cool. <laughs> Uh, uh, so today... Isn't that what cool people say? Yeah, so totally. Today we are going to be talking about Kill the Queen by Jennifer Estep in today's mini-episode. But first, Mom, what would be the title of your memoir? Ooh, the title of my memoir. Don't put wood in my mouth, the Julie <laughs> story. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> they'd have to like sell it in like the back corners of bookstores though with title like that well it would have to be sold back there anyway ellen yeah it's true <laughs> oh please <laughs> uh, i feel like mine would have to be like tales of the of the, like the rom-com gal pal or something <laughs> There was like a yeah. joke, but in in my in my friend group in college that I was like the plunky best friend. Like that's kind of my persona is like I'm like the best friend in every rom com. We don't want to call you a duff though. No, but that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we won't call you that. I wink, I wink, did, nod, nod. <laughs> I did identify with that movie like a little too much. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I should also say before we get too much into it, I'm not feeling my peak. So if I sound a little nasally, I'm, I apologize in advance. And we don't want any gross, phlegmy sounds coming from you. So I know. I'm going to try my edit those out. My hardest. Um, okay. So today we are going to be talking about Kill the Queen by Jennifer Estep. This was the first book in her Crown of Shards series. Uh, the second book, Protect the Prince, is scheduled to come out July 2nd. I know. I am I hate it when you make me read a book where the rest of the series isn't done. And this one, it was particularly hard. Cause yeah, because there's like more. I need to know more. Yeah. Um, so I didn't write a description this time because <sighs> of the sickness. And I've just been a little drugged up all weekend. Um so this is the back cover description. It says, In a realm where one's magical power determines one's worth, Lady Everly's lack of obvious ability relegates her to the shadows of the royal court of Bologna, a kingdom steeped in gladiator tradition. Seventeenth in line for the throne, Evie is nothing more than a ceremonial fixture overlooked and mostly forgotten. But dark forces are at work inside the palace when her cousin Vesalia, the crown princess, assassinates her mother, the queen, and takes the throne by force. Evie is also attacked along with the rest of the royal family. Luckily for Evie, her secret immunity to magic helps her escape the massacre. Forced into hiding to survive, she falls in with a gladiator troop. Though they use their talents to entertain and amuse the masses, the gladiators are actually highly trained warriors skilled in the art of war, especially Lucas Sullivan, a powerful magier mm-hmm. with secrets of his own. Uncertain of her future, or if she even has one, Evie begins training with the troop until she can decide her next move. But as the bloodthirsty Vesalia exerts her power, pushing Bologna to the brink of war, Evie's fate becomes clear. She must become a fearsome gladiator herself and kill the queen. So, Mom, what did you think of Kill the Queen? 
Um, I really like this book. I really like this book. Now, with that said, it's different than pretty much anything we've ever read before. Yeah. It reminded me somewhat of the Spotless series by Camilla Monk because of the, you got to wait for the sex The pacing bit. of the romance. Yes. Um, but this was even probably slower than yeah. Spotless because we didn't get much of anything mm-hmm. in this book. However, it's ramping up. To, I mean, I, I have a feeling it's there. We just have to wait for it. But I love the story. I love the magicalness of it. And um, I can't wait for the next book to come out. Yeah, I'm really excited for the next one. I also really like this book. I read it in essentially one sitting. It was, in fact, I think part of my sickness comes, it's this book's fault. Because <laughs> I, up really late. I stayed up until... Well, I went, I got in bed at nine and I was like, I'm just going to read. I was on chapter like three or something. I'm like, I'm just going to read a couple chapters and then go to bed. And um, I was six and a half hours later, I had finished the book <laughs> and it was you. like 3.30 in the morning. So I, yeah. Let me tell you, because um, there's some people who might argue that this is not a romance. Okay. Person. Well, that's my first question is, is this okay. romance? So um, let me. me tell you the aspect of it that I thought, and even my aspect of it, people might think, well, that doesn't make it a romance. However, the fact that every, all of the heroine, like all the badass heroines in this book are all women. I mean, like all the great warriors in this book mm-hmm. are women. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas is a great warrior as well, but... Um, Serelda, who was in charge of the troop of gladiators, she was, you know, super awesome and mm-hmm. a killer. And uh, Vesalia, our nemesis, mm-hmm. was... So all these women, really strong women characters mm-hmm. were... Uh, so I think, I don't know if that makes it a romance, but... Most romances that we read have very strong female characters, and so that lent itself to it. And there is romance there. It's just a very slow burn, like, through multiple books, I have a feeling. Yeah, there are, like, very small and few moments, but they are, like, pretty intense emotionally. Like, they talk about how, like, hot they are for each other, right? And I think that the romance is going to pay off, but obviously... Just not yet. And maybe not even in the second book. Although, from the description of the second book that I've read, it does sound like more is going to pay off in the second book. But... Yeah. But, I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, what did you think of Evie as our heroine? I loved Evie. I loved her journey in this book. I love how she went from being this little kind of mousy nobody to super tough and I'm going to stand up for myself and that's the old Evie. This is the new, no, that was the old Everly. Everly. This is the, now I'm Evie and she was super tough and just pushing herself and I loved it. And I need to give a shout out. I I talked to you about this before. The covers for these books are awesome. Yeah, it's true. I loved the cover for this book and the cover for the next book coming out. They just make her look so super badass. And yeah. I 
I think that's phenomenal. I love, I love the look of the book covers. Yeah, the, the fir- this first one is super cool. And that was honestly, like, when I picked this book, I was like, I like that cover. It's badass. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I really liked the distinction between um, Everly and, like, how when she left, she was just kind of like, screw it. Like, I am, and she kind of, like, turns her back on everything about who she was in in that kingdom and um yeah and I just kind of liked how she didn't want to become that person again she didn't want she wanted to be this more mouthy um fierce person and um and I liked that um I wrote down this is something a line that comes up a lot the summer queens are fine and fair with pretty ribbons and flowers in their hair. Winter queens are cold and hard with frosted crowns made of icy shards. And I'm like, hell yeah, who doesn't want to be a winter queen? <laughs> I agree, Ellen. <laughs> but winter queens all the way. Yeah. Um, and I think that that distinction is probably going to come to play even more so in some of the later books. But... Um, but that it took a winter queen to take down this summer queen. And I don't know why, but the maybe because like the book itself in its pitch draws on the Game of Thrones, but I did keep thinking of her cousin as being like very much a uh Cersei Lannister type character. Yeah, and she was she made me think of Arya. Yeah, if, she, if I was to relate her to anybody in yeah in Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, yeah, for sure. Um, here's something. Here's my only thing that kept throwing me with this book. I'm not sure what it was, but I I kept reading this book like a YA, and I kept thinking they were much younger than they were supposed to be. Well. Because you asked me about this when you started reading it. Yeah. And I said, she's 27, almost 28. Is She does not read like that to me at all. And I don't know if it's just because most books that I've read like this have been YA. Um, but also, I don't know, like there's things about their relationship that kind of read more like 18-ish and kind of her relationship with Vesalia seems much more young, you know, like the way that they're kind of snipey at each other. And then even her friendship with Paloma feels younger than like approaching 30 to me. Well, I didn't feel that, but Uh, yeah, I don't know why I don't, I don't, I don't know if it was me or if it was the book. I don't. I don't know because, like, I. You. <laughs> That's fine. You just got stuck in your head this age, and then you couldn't shake it. Yeah, yeah. I guess that could be. But then I feel like there was not much in the book to like disprove that for. Well, me. and they did go back. Um, like there were flashbacks to when she was young with Vesalia. Yeah. And and um and they acted very young, like even younger than. 12 years old I thought sometimes I was like really 12 years old they're going to the playroom I don't know it just seemed that seemed very young to me Mm -hmm. but um but she was 12 years old when she got there she was there for 15 years 
So if you do the math, she's 27. And um, and then he's supposed to be early 30s, right? Isn't that what they alluded yeah. to at some yeah, point? Yeah, I think so. And she's supposed to be like 28, 29, right? 27, 28, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just like, it just read to me younger. I don't know why. But anyway. It could be. I mean, it really, you could put him younger. Yeah. It wouldn't ruin the story in any way. <clears throat> yeah. But maybe when we get to the good parts. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> they're gonna need to be older. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, okay, so what did you think of Lucas Sully Sullivan as our hero? Well, we don't know much about him yet. I mean, yeah. there's not much to even. Did you see? Discuss. Did you see his true identity coming? Because I did. Oh, that he was. I figured that he was going to be some kind of royalty from somewhere, just because of the way that he lived and and. Um, and then, yeah, and then she said he was from Andravi or where, what, whatever. Well, he's pretty affected, like, when they find out that, you know, his family members were killed. Um, well, and j- just the fact that he got all bent out of shape when she called him a... a princeling. Prin- princeling, that's right. Um, he's obviously hot. He's described pretty hot. And yes. I do like their kind of gentle teasing with each other. Um, and this kind, you know, we like that in our yes, in our romantic couples. Well, um, even from the first, he finds her when he finds her in his apartment, like sleeping in his apartment, and she's just like doesn't take crap from him. Like, well, <laughs> she broke into his place. Yeah, and I, and I like that about her, right? And that's kind of what I was referring to earlier is that she got out of that kingdom, and she's like, I'm not putting on airs anymore. I've been doing that for most of my life, and. I'm over it. And so, and I think he also kind of eschews the royal um, formalities, you know, just by virtue of who he he is. is. Um, Yes. And so I think that he's drawn to that in her. Um, Here's here's a line I wrote down. She says, Sullivan made me feel all sorts of things. Anger, annoyance, care, concern, desire. And now I was finally going to do something about my brewing feelings. I really appreciated that about her is that when she made up her mind that she was going to like boink him, like she was like going at it. She was like, I'm going to hit that. She was like, I want to hit that. So I'm going to hit that. And that's just (laughs) going to be how it happens. Um, you know, obviously, spoiler alert, he rejects her, but uh, I appreciated her full throttle approach, you know? Yeah. You got you to gotta props, give her props. Yeah. And, um, but I understood why he rejected her, too. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a, in a little. Okay, sorry. No, that's fine. It's just that there's not many swoony moments we can talk about. So. No, there's not. Let's save that. <laughs> um, so what did you make of this world and, like, the world building for this book? I I liked it. Yeah. I liked the, um, I liked the whole idea of the magic and <laughs> I liked that her, the, her only known magic power is her sense of smell, which you think, that sounds pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and, it, and, and she, of, and people do think it's pretty lame. Yeah, it made me think of Psych, where he's got a super smeller. Yeah. And um, we, we, and, we really like that show. So. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, and 
I, you know, but as lame as it sounded, it came in handy a lot. Yeah, it did. I mean, she used it a lot. So, I mean, because she could smell magic and she could smell emotions, which is pretty huge. And uh, so even though it sounded pretty lame, it was actually pretty awesome. And it got me thinking, because I think we talked about this with Wanderlust. It's an interesting sense, too, because, like, she had a really strong sense of smell in Wanderlust, too. Obviously not to a magical degree, but um, it's an interesting sense to, uh, like, magnify in a book. Because it's kind of, you have to use different descriptors and, like different metaphors and things like that to get people to like identify to get a reader to identify with like what someone is smelling um well, and when she talks about the emotions each emotion has like a different smell that she related yeah it to, like, like peppery anger and, yeah and like yeah garlicky frustration or something yeah so, like, she had like a different smell for each yeah, emotion it was kind I of hope i don't smell garlicky when i get frustrated <laughs> i would be garlicky because that would time. make me more frustrated <laughs> Gosh, I hate smelling like garlic. <laughs> and that would just make you smell more like garlic. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I liked and I thought that the the magic was just kind of like the right amount of complex, right? Um, yeah. Like it wasn't so over the top where she was constantly having to describe things. But it was all things that like you we could pretty much pretty easily like get on board with um i liked kind of all the different you've got the morphs right who can change in i hope we get some like different morphs i mean we just had basically the dragon and the ogres this time and it'd be fun to kind of see some different kinds of morphs because we didn't even really see cho change into a dragon really yeah just part of him right he just turned into he would just kind of get fired up sometimes and start to (laughs) changed into a dragon but um but yes i'm sure that she'll play with that in future books but um and then we had like kind of the the magiers and um yeah i just thought it was she did a it was an interesting mix kind of like of medieval with like the monarchy kind of stuff and the kingdoms but then also gladiator was it medieval or was it no more modern it was definitely more modern because like the language is all modern but just kind of a lot of the it was kind of an ambiguous time period i mean it wasn't really like old school they weren't like wearing dresses all the time and you know it wasn't like olden days yeah i don't know it was kind of like but there's like a lot of tunics and leggings yeah and um leggings but it it was you know it's like a long long ago in a galaxy far far away kind of thing yeah it could be anywhere anytime yeah but no i liked i liked that and kind of this ambivalent sense of time and place, but it felt, you know, all its own in a lot of ways. Um, But I definitely was getting pretty strong Game of Thrones vibes from it. And probably a lot from the violence. (laughs) So (laughs) let's, let's talk about that. What did you make of having a heroine who kills people? And someone well, who it was like interesting runs I was like, on wow, rage. She just killed Emily, and I mean Emily was bad. Yeah, but still, Evie just straight up stuck a sword through her. So mm-hmm. you know that's there's that that happened. Yeah, and uh, it didn't really happen because it's a fictitious book. But um, yeah, it was interesting. I don't think 
we've we've rarely had that kind of yeah i mean and you know she so she kills emily in this fight to the death gladiator Um, spoiler alert by the way yeah sorry (laughs) well and spoiler big spoiler alert she kills vesalia in the end um but the bad guy always has to die but yeah oh and that end scene okay so here's what i was picturing you know the end scene of wonder woman where she's just like becomes the god killer and and she's just like emoting i mean all this fireworks and things are flying off of her and that's what i was picturing with vesalia and and evie were fighting at the end and like Vasilia's just throwing her lightning at her, and Evie's just like, mm, yeah. So I wrote down this line: Cerelda had been right when she said that I was full of cold rage. Vasilia was the source of a lot of that rage, and if I was brutally honest with myself, I didn't want to kill her because of the massacre or the potential war with An- Anvari, or to save Bologna. I wanted to kill her for me, and I thought that that was. <laughs> An interesting thing to have for a heroine in a book is she runs on rage and she runs on not even always righteous rage, but just that she hurt me and now I want to hurt her back kind of rage. And it's because it's so much like, I mean, how many movies have you seen where like, you can't, you've got to school your emotions. You can't fight with your emotions. And they're just the opposite. They're like, feel that rage and let it push you faster and, and yeah, yeah use that rage it's like wow yeah and i um i mean it's an interesting line to tread right because she's i mean she's it's like she says she's like i'm not i'm as much as i want to help the people and make sure that we don't go to war with an innocent country you know Really? It's just because I don't like her, and she's pissed me <laughs> off for the last time, and, like, and I want to kill her. She must go. <laughs> yeah. Um, However, okay, with that said, that whole scene where she kills everybody is extraordinarily brutal, and her yeah. killing her pregnant sister, I mean, yeah. all of it was just like, wow, this is dark, and um, so... You know, compared yeah, to what her... She, she deserved it. I'm not saying yeah. that she did it. Um, I'm just saying that it's an interest. That's an interesting thing to have the like protagonist heroine of a book like feel and and I'm not saying I'm just I'm just saying it's interesting because yeah. um, I feel like a lot of authors would be afraid to go there, but shy away from that. Yeah, but to have her just be like. No, I'm, I am a fierce warrior bitch, and um, <laughs> I am gonna kill her because she's pissed me off for the last time, and that's just how this is gonna go down. And I think it's interesting. I do, too. and I think it'll be interesting to see if there comes a point in the series where she kind of has to temper her rage, and um realize you know maybe she goes a little too far well maybe lucas can help her temper something yeah there we go <laughs> maybe if she gets off some of that sexual frustration she'll she'll <laughs> yeah it's true um but do you know what i mean i think i think it'll be interesting to see if that comes into play in in future books and yeah, this you know is one 
definitely where I want to read the rest of the series. Well, and she's she's a queen now, right? And I think she is. that if she's going to be a successful leader, she needs to... Like, calm the frick down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and make sure that when Well, and she- I think... And she's good at maintaining her rage. I mean, because she's had rage for a long time, and she's yeah. been able to, you know, control it for a long time. Um, I was super impressed with her for never giving away the secret of what her magic was or her, yeah, you know, her immunity to magic, which um, was like a huge deal. And if she had, if people knew about it, they probably would have killed her a lot sooner. But the fact that, um, you know, she kept that a secret and then was able to just say, hey, look what I can do. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she's like, she's a ruler now. So I think it'll be interesting to see if, there comes a point where somebody has to call her on, like, hey, are we going into battle for the right reasons here? Or, you know, that kind of stuff. I think it'll be interesting. But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, do you think that Evie waited too long to tell Cyrilda about who she is? Oh. Um, no. Because I kind of got where she was coming from, mm-hmm. where... What she'd just been through was horrific, as I already pointed out. Yeah. And even though the queen had told her to trust Serelda, um, I could see where she's like, I don't know who to trust. I don't want to trust anybody well, right now. Well, she didn't really have any reason to trust anything Cordelia told her. Like, it's right. not like Cordelia was this kind... Super loving, kind queen that yeah. always treated her great and would never steer her wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, on her deathbed, she starts, like, saying all these... Like, kind of weird things to like, her. and You she's have like, to survive. And go find Sorelda. And she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, she did put herself in danger a lot of times. And she is, like, the only hope. The ag- only heir to the throne. Yeah, against Vesalia. So it's like. I liked when when she told Sorella, she's like, do you realize how many times you almost <laughs> died? Like, I wouldn't have put you up against, you know, she wouldn't have put her in that cage match with Emily and she wouldn't have let her, you know, sacrifice herself to the ogres and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like saw both sides. I wish she had told her a little bit earlier, but uh, I got why she waited so long. Well, and we were getting, you know, we could see more sides to it than she could, so it wasn't really fair for us to... Yeah, it's true. Um, This is usually the part of the show where I say, let's talk about sex, baby, but there there is no no sex sex in this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there was no sex. They have a lot of very sexy looks at between each other. Yes. And their banter is is cute and flirty. Um, I mean, I, was, I I read the book before Ellen, and I was texting her, and I was saying, I'm at 35%, and I still haven't met who anyone should. who I can see foresee as, you know, her, you know, the hero in this story. And, um, but then I met him about that time. And as soon as I met him, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be the guy. <laughs> He's described as way too hot to not be the yeah. hero of the book. Yeah. Okay, so what is your swooniest moment? Well, it's probably the same as yours because I think there's only one. Yeah. So I wrote down the line. It's when he tells her, 
it's when she like comes on to him pretty aggressively. You go girl. And you know, she says, let's just have one night. And he says, because I wouldn't be satisfied with just one night with you, Highness. I would never be satisfied with that. And honestly, when he said that, you know, and it's like 3.30 in the morning for me, I like made an audible like, ugh, <laughs> like uh, sound. Because uh, I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> um, because it, I mean, it makes sense. Like where he's coming from, you know, he feels he knows how like their society works and that they can't truly be together and that's just not enough for him and i was just like uh it like like gut punched me for real um but yeah that was my swooniest moment is when he said that was mine as well and it's pretty much the only swoony moment in there but yeah Um, it's fun it's fun to watch them developing and since the next one is called protect the prince i have a feeling we're gonna get some more lucas yeah um yeah. Um, other notes on this book. I thought she did a really good job with, like, all the side characters. I mean... I loved all the side characters. Yeah. Everybody was, like, really distinct. I have to give her props because we've talked about this before. I'm so grateful for the way she named the characters in this book. <laughs> You've got a lot of, like, crazy names, but they all start with a different letter. And so... So you could just say... Bajing. <laughs> yeah, so when I'm, you know, reading through, I'm not getting everybody mixed up in my head. It was helpful. Um, but yeah, I thought all the side characters were really great. And even, like, people that we didn't know for very long. Like, when Isabel died in the beginning, that was really, like, heartbreaking. And we I didn't, was. like, spend much time with her. But, um, I don't know, just because we got a pretty good sense of how kind of isolated Evie felt and then to have this like one bastion of you know hope in that kingdom for her be taken from her was was heartbreaking well and I'm assuming her little jewelry making friend I don't remember his name is it Al- Alvin or? Alvis I think Alvis yeah um I'm assuming he's still alive somewhere he is right? they say that in the book okay he's alive with Gwen or Gemma, Gemma in the, the girl. in his kingdom in Lucas's and Anvari. Oh, okay. They escape and make it to Anvari. I probably read that. Yeah, but. I did. <laughs> um, honestly, though, like you know, when she was like, "I'm not even doing this to save Bologna," I was like, "Yeah, that place sounds awful." <laughs> it does sound kind of awful, but maybe it'll change now that she's. It there. kind of reminded me of like. Um, why can't I think of the name of the place in Hunger Games? Like, like the capital city. Oh, the, in... capital, the capital. It's just yeah. called the capital. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It was pretty awful. Where people well, are just people... kind of like schmoozing and... And so catty to each other. And yeah. Just awful. So I hope she like turns that place around. Um, and I liked the friendship between her and Paloma. I, I liked Paloma. I thought she was cute. And I, I hope like we get too. to figure out more about her backstory and you know why she is why she's so like kind of afraid to like morph and things like that we got a touch of it but a touch of it but I, there's more to it definitely and she yeah. even said there's more to this but i'm not gonna push her on push it her on it yeah um but yeah i i really i really liked this book a lot i i'm when i finished it i was like oh, i'm afraid people are gonna be mad at us that it's not super romantic 
um, because, you know, we are essentially a romance podcast. Um, But there's still some romance in there. And in in the end, I still think it's a, a really fun, enjoyable book. So I hope if you read it that you don't hate me too much for picking a book that's like... Ter- it's not even secondary romance. It's like tertiary romance. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know what you thought. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely write sure. in and um, we got a couple people that um, told us what they thought. Our single male listener Jason said, "This is a really fast-paced, action-filled book. I really enjoyed it." And Kristen on Twitter said, "I'm so curious to hear what you guys think of this one. I liked it, but it's definitely different compared to other books you've done on this podcast." I want to say other things, but they are kind of spoilery, so I'll keep my trap shut. Just know I'm impatient for the next one. Kristen, you'll have to write us and tell us your spoilery thoughts, because we are both now done. Ready to be spoiled. Yeah. um, uh, Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next one, and it's going to bug me that I have to wait, you know, three months. Yeah, I know. Me too. But I'm excited. We are definitely uh, here for the rest of the series, I think, so... Yeah. Um, and I hope if you guys read it that you are as well and that you enjoyed it. Um, I know it's definitely less romance than we usually read, but I thought it was still a, a fun read. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Kill the Queen by Jennifer Estep. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which what? we just started this week. A Facebook group? <laughs> And that sounds amazing. We're already having a lot of fun with it. So head over to Not Your Mom's Facebook group um, and join in on the fun and come say hi. And we're we're loving it so far. Um, so come over to there, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at Not Your Mom's Rum, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On April 1st, we will be discussing Let's Get Textual by Tegan Hunter, which has been highly requested. Um, Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. I will see you next time. I will see you probably before next time, but yes, I will see you next time as well. All right. Bye. Bye.